Warning, content not suitable for children. Listener discretion advised, yo. Screaming Chewy Show, your source of entertainment and overall fuckery. And it starts now. Exciting episode of Screaming Tree Show. I'd like to welcome special guest Matt from the Albino Rhino Podcast. What up, Matt? What up, man? How's it going? It's going, bro. Uh, you know, just uh, hanging out and um, trying to stay fucking sane. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's the magic of it, right? Trying not right. to go crazy in 2020. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it takes effort. <laughs> it definitely <laughs> takes effort. So, man, why don't you tell me about yourself, man? Tell me about your podcast. Uh, well, man, basically, holy shit, my microphone just attacked me. What the fuck? All right. Well, uh, so basically, I'm a comedian. Um, I got this podcast called Adventures of the Albino Rhino. Uh, we basically just sit down and talk to people. Um, every Wednesday, we feature a comedian. And uh, every Friday, we, you know, get to pick from... Uh, plethora of humanity's finest to uh try and sit down and get to know um you know we've had some uh some actors uh entrepreneurs uh hell we even did an episode with a guy uh who's a really awesome guy actually uh he lives in paris in a van with a couple birds um <laughs> what <laughs> yeah bro he's got like a cockatiel and a parrot i think uh so i mean he's big ass birds and shit but he's like this uh financial guy you know like uh is like a, a investment banker basically uh for people over in uh europe and uh he doesn't want to fucking be tied down to anything so he just fucking lives in his van like chilling uh he's got a sailboat he lives on part of the year um and that reminds me of chris farley Living a van down the river. Yeah, but I don't think Farley's van was this nice, bro. I mean, it's decked out, dude. Like, uh, it was really cool doing the podcast with him because, I mean, uh, unfortunately, you know, that's one of the episodes that we'll never release the video for because it was just too early on. We weren't really focusing on the video. We were just focusing on the audio at that point, um, which we're getting caught up on our all the video from our interviews. I think I'm, you know, four more. And then I'm caught up to this week, so fucking about time. But uh, he's got, like, I mean, like, one whole wall of his van was just, like, computer monitors and shit with, like, stock charts and all that shit, you know? I mean, dude's living the fucking life. It's not like he... I'm sure he's got the money to afford a house. He just doesn't want to. He's off the grid. 
well, no, man, he's like fucking super connected to the grid, but like he doesn't pay for internet. Like he, uh, there's some cemeteries and some churches that let him use their internet and shit. It's just like, what? Yeah, bro. As you know, I, I, I personally have led a pretty adventurous life, so I totally get it. I, I get where he's coming from. Like, I don't know about the bird part. That's <laughs> fucking, I'm cool on that shit, man. Like, but, uh, you know, the, the traveling and adventuring, especially around like Europe and shit, man. Like they they look at that kind of stuff totally different than we do here. So fuck yeah. You know, I, right? I want a parrot just so I could teach it bad words. Dude, they're fucking mean, bro. Parrots are not nice animals at all. Like I know, you know, they look cool as fuck. Uh, but back whenever I sold shit door to door, I met a lot of people that had parrots and they were like, yeah, you can't really come in my house cause my parrot will try and eat you. And I'm like, bullshit. And then this parrot comes like flying around the corner, like, fuck you, man. Uh, there was one dude, he had, I uh, bombs you. <laughs> well, there was a guy, uh, fucking in Florida. I think it was in uh, down towards Miami. He had like an African gray. It was fucking six feet tall, dude. And this thing was like trying to get me through his gate and shit. I'm like, fuck. No shit. Monkeys are like that, too. I always wanted a monkey, and, like, I'm really disappointed, you know? Like, I got this wife and these kids and shit, and if I get a monkey, like, my monkey will try and attack my family all the time because they get, like, real possessive and shit. Dude, I heard so, a story about a monkey. This guy told me that he knew a guy that had, like, those little tiny monkeys. Yeah, like, spider like capuchins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said he went to work, and, like, the monkey got out of his cage he, like, fucked up all his CDs and DVDs, like, all his living room, fucked everything up, like, threw shit all over the walls, and then, like, opened the window and ran away. Yeah, I mean, if you don't fucking take care of your monkey, dude, that thing will fucking beat you up. They're crazy. Like, they don't, uh, they're wild fucking animals, man. What a fucking, I don't know, you know, I'd like to have one, but it's just not going to happen, so it's cool. <laughs> Whatever. It's like having a little hairy human. Yeah, I already got little humans uh, that are uh, can be enough of a pain in the ass. I don't, I don't, I don't need one that can't fucking talk <laughs> <laughs> and throw shit at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got lucky. I never got uh, shit on whenever my daughter was little enough to be in diapers. So I think <laughs> I'll keep that keep that streak going by not getting the monkey. Hey, my nephew. He's he's four. But when he was like two, maybe almost three, um, you know, he was over at my parents' house. We went to go see him. And uh, my nephew, they have, my parents have this glass table in the living room. And my nephew was like smearing something on it. Like, oh, well, first my dad was carrying him and playing with him. And then my nephew was on the table and he was like smearing something. I don't know what it was. But he was, like, drawing with it on the glass table. And my dad looks at his arms, and he stands up, and he's like, he just smeared me in shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking funny. That's, man, poop's weird, dude. People are, like, oddly into poop. I mean, uh, back when I sold magazines, I met this, like, real fucking weird chick out in uh, California. And she was, like, uh, her thing to fucking... Yeah. Man, I sold magazines and nobody wanted them. But every now and then people would be like, if you do this weird fucking thing, I'll buy one. And then, you know, usually you're like, all right, whatever. This will probably be a decent story. This chick wanted to like shit on top of a coffee table and have me watch her do it. Like, 
Oh. It was weird as fuck. I mean, it was kind of cool looking, but at the same time, it was like, this is really weird. Like, you, I don't. You did it? Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. I got paid to do that shit. I mean, and now I get to, like, make fun of this person for the rest of my life for, like, shitting on a glass coffee table over top of me. Like, that shit was weird. So Literally. What was it like? Did it come out like plow, or was it like a slow type of ice cream? It, it was. It was. It was like you know the frozen yogurt extruded kind of uh, you know uh, mostly solid. Um, I, it's weird. Like how the fuck do you even like shit on command like that? She must have been holding it in, bro. She was just the hoping. Plane. I wish some fucking weird bastard would knock on my door. Could be like, hey, sh- let me shit on a table for you. If she paid you for that, well, sort of. I mean, she bought a magazine subscription, which I was selling. So, I mean, technically, yes. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, this, this, you know, and then at the adventure of life is why you know it's it's a, a large part of the name of my podcast, man. Because I mean, fuck, if you just let sit back and relax, and then try and enjoy your life as much as possible. Uh, it's a lot more fun. I mean, uh, I don't do any political humor, but, uh, except on Twitter, I like to fuck with Trump whenever he does those law and order tweets, you know? Wait, the law and order tweets? I haven't seen those. (laughs) Yeah, dude. So like he'll, uh, just like tweet the words law and order. Like that's all he'll fucking tweet out. And (laughs) what the fuck? Yeah, like, and he does it a lot, like, at least two or three times a week. And every time I catch one of them, like, you know, it's it's progressively gotten uh, more aggressive with, like, why do you keep talking about this show? It's not even real. This show should have been off the air a long time ago. It's basically, you know what I mean? I'm just, like, constantly just i like to fuck with him he's it's the only thing i use twitter for is the fuck with trump and that's just because he's fucking hilarious that's awesome fuck it's with fun. our own very president that's so american yeah we've never had a president that you could like talk shit to on twitter before like i know people don't like him or they really love him i'm just grateful he's there and uh you could talk shit and i'm hoping one day he sees it and actually responds because then then I don't know. I guess I've made it. I don't know. List uh, of fucking guys in the suits knock at your door. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, they already technically could. Uh, you know, being a medical cannabis patient, I guess they could just, you know, show up and be like, hey, fuck you. But, you know. <laughs> uh, hey, I've seen people say way crazier things to Trump. So. That's I don't, true. I don't think. I don't think I I gotta worry about it. Some people lose their fucking minds just when they hear that name, bro. <laughs> bro, I mean, uh, you know, I was at a show last night, um, and there was a comic. Like, I guess he didn't mean to walk the room, but he pretty much walked the room because he just started talking shit about all the presidents, and then he threw in Trump and Reagan, and I was like, oh, it's like bar show with a bunch of bikers and shit. Uh, oh fuck! They, yeah, they they weren't they weren't enthused. But, I mean, he was trying to be, like, a middle-of-the-ground kind of guy. Like, he wasn't trying to piss him off. And they just were like, oh, no. They said, he said it. He said, fuck. I'm gone. And uh, that was that. So, 
and they beat the shit out of them after the nah, show. Nah, man. They, I mean, they're a good. It, it's a weird fucking crowd, dude, because it's one of those places where, like, uh, they don't really give a fuck about the comedy until they want to give a fuck about the comedy. But mostly it's them, like, trying to sneak inside and get a drink, and then they get roped in somehow. Uh, the drunker they get, the more active they get. So it's just, it's, it's, I mean, it's a fun little spot. It's not the best, but it's fun. Damn, man. So, so you do stand up as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. How is that, man? Is it, um, do you get nervous before you go on stage or man? I'll be honest with you, dude. I get fucking terrified. (laughs) Uh, every fucking time pretty much. Um, unless I'm inebriated enough to not even notice but yeah it's I'm, most of the time i'm fucking horrified before i even get up there man it's, you know uh it's intense especially in like most clubs you can't even fucking see the audience at all all it is is just bright fucking light so like you're listening for cues more than you're you're looking for anything so <laughs> i don't know you know it's uh it's fucking awesome man you're like a you're like a blind man at an orgy. Just feel your way through, right? Well, yeah. I mean, that's mean. You know, being an albino, that's mean normally anyway. My vision sucks, dick. But uh, you know, <laughs> it, it 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 lends itself well on stage. Nice. You know? And and uh, we've been lucky enough uh, here in Ohio to be open since like the end of June. I think is whenever we first started performing again. Uh, my first show back i think was june 25th that's pretty good man yeah i mean uh i'm grateful um not all the shows have been uh handled well you know some uh definitely been a lot of uh people who didn't give a fuck about masks or that kind of thing but at the same time it's like you know well we're all grown-ass adults so if you're uh if you don't want to wear a mask and you're willing to get whatever the fuck this shit really is, then whatever. That's on you at the end of the day, I guess. Um, it is what it is. Huh? Yeah. I mean, man, you can't just fucking tell people they can't do shit. You just can't. It doesn't work. I mean, you can for a little bit, but then once everybody realized nobody had any idea what the fuck they were talking about, it was just kind of like, well, why the fuck should we even listen to you motherfuckers? <laughs> It just gets worse, and now it's all political. It's fucking stupid. It reminds you of uh, Cartman when he he's like, "It's my body. I do what I want." Yeah, exactly. I mean, come, uh, yo, like I hate having anything over my face. Like I can't fucking stand it. I really don't like it. Uh, I, I'm one of those people who can't even sleep with like a, a blanket over my fucking head, and I wear a mask in public. I mean. It's not that big of a look. If that's the difference between me being able to fucking perform and making 25, 30 bucks for fucking five minutes of work uh, or being trapped in my fucking house again, yeah, I'm going to wear a fucking mask. Like, I, I don't understand how people don't see that's not really a sacrifice. <laughs> it's really not. It could be worse. I mean, you know, we can be in China or they could just disappear you. Oh, uh, fuck, right. You know, like so blatantly crazy. disappear you. You know what I'm saying? Like here, our government has to be like kind of low-key, uh, you know, we found a kilo of cocaine in your backyard. What the fuck are you talking about? Look, it's right there. That's not mine. Good luck fucking prove it. You know what I mean? Like our government's got to be slick with it. In China, they're just like, 
uh, you look bad. We're just going to throw you in prison for a while. And then yeah. you're gone. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, corrupt fuck here, but we yeah. <laughs> Well, it's corrupt here, but like we still have fucking freedom, man. Like people don't fucking understand how good we literally have it. I mean, this is like the only fucking country pretty much in the world where like, you know, you can punk your government into doing shit. I mean, <laughs> you know, most governments just look at their, uh, and, and for most of the part, uh, they do look at us and they laugh, but, uh, you know, uh, there's some people who have, uh, managed to get their attention a little bit and mm-hmm. have done some wild shit. I mean, you know, that shit that happened up in uh, Seattle or whatever, the Chaz. You know, that shit's fucking... Oh, autonomy zone, yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, like, on one hand, it's pretty fucked up. But on the other hand, like, yo, whatever. They fucking took back their shit. We're like, fuck you. You people suck dick. Whatever happened with that? Did um, the government ever, like, put a stop to it? I, I haven't looked into well, it lately. They basically realized that uh, they couldn't do it forever and <laughs> kind of gave up. And then, you know, that was after, like, some murders and some shit. I mean, like, you know, it's cool to think that you could overthrow the government. But whenever you do it without a very clear and concise plan, you're fucked. And even if you do uh, succeed in doing it, you're still fucked because it's going to be fucked. You know, I mean, you're you're talking about like removing the entire power apparatus that's existed in this country for over two hundred fucking years. Like they were gonna fuck shit up. Uh, so talking about overthrowing the government, I made an episode about that with a uh, Roderick Edwards. Shout out to you, Rod, because he wrote a book about that, and we talked about it. And he mentioned along the lines what you were talking about, like if you plan to overthrow the government, you have to have a plan of what you're going to do if you win. Because just like Chaz or that autonomous zone, they probably didn't think they were going get, to get that far. You know what I mean? They didn't plan right. that much ahead. So once Hell they no. did it, they're like, oh, fuck, we, we fucking did it? Like, what the fuck do we do now? Now we're, Yeah, exactly. Like... <sighs> I mean, hell yeah, our government needs some changes. Fucking for real. Like, poor people in general are super fucked with in this country. Mm-hmm. And the darker your skin, the worse it is. You know, mm-hmm. fucking, that's just the reality of the way the United States is. And we can change that. It'll take time. And it'll take generations, you know, after us that don't want to keep dealing with this shit to continue to not want to deal with this shit. But it's going to take fucking time, man. This kind of shit doesn't just happen. And when it does just happen, it usually doesn't end well. I mean, the French Revolution, all four of them were fucking horrible for the people uh, for at least five years after, you know, it fucking happened. Uh, You know, you you look at like the People's Revolution in fucking uh, Russia. Like That shit didn't go well for them at all. (laughs) <laughs> it's like yeah. 60 years of like murder, you know? Fuck. Uh, Cuba didn't really work out very well for the Cubans. Um or even yeah. last year the the Chinese people protesting against their government uh they protested, protested like most of the year last year against their own government and then all of a sudden now we got this virus that started over there. 
nobody's protesting no more. <laughs> well, shit. I mean, it, dude, it's it's fucking dangerous over there. And uh, I met a comic uh, through another comics podcast um, who's a comedian in Hong Kong. And like, I talk to him uh, every now and then. And it's fucking scary over there for them. Like, they're... <sighs> They can joke about the government, but at the same time, like if they just take one step too far, man, they might fucking disappear. That's fucking intense. I couldn't imagine having to operate underneath that shit. You know what I mean? And like, I don't know what, maybe 50, 60, 70 years ago here in the United States, like that shit was kind of a reality here. And there's people who want that shit to come back. Fuck mm -hmm. that. Man, I'm sorry if anything I say offends you. We can talk about that personally. I can explain to you why I use the language that I use. There is artistic reason behind the words that they're picked very specifically. You know, like a lot of there are comics who can walk up on a fucking stage and just spit shit out of their mouth and it'd be epic as fuck and everybody loves it. I'm not that dude. I write my shit. It's planned out. Like, um, you know, uh, I spend about 10 hours a week just focusing on writing. I don't even have time to go out and do shows that much. I've got so much fucking written material. I don't know when I'm going to be able to work through it all. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Sorry, man. <laughs> so it's like, uh, you know, you saying that, that I can't use the word retard like yeah fuck you like i know that's offensive to some people it's extremely offensive to my aunt my cousin had down syndrome he was a fucking awesome human being dude worked for a bakery for 26 fucking years retired uh before he went to shit like like health wise because you know eventually they have health problems Oh, um, damn. He was going to get married. Like, I mean, he was he was living a normal motherfucking life. He had his own apartment, paid his own fucking... All the shit that these people are not supposed to be able to do. I get why it offends my aunt. I don't ever say that word around her. Hopefully, she never hears me use it in any context. But, I mean, the reality of it is, is if she ever watches any of my stand-up, especially if I've been drinking before I went on stage, there's a pretty high probability I will use that word. But it's not ever used in that context. You know what I mean? The word retarded actually means to slow or to move slowly. Mm -hmm. Like it has an actual definition. It's just been co-opted uh, yeah, by like people. A, like a fire retardant, you know? Exactly, right? You know, it's meant to slow the fire, right? Like I call myself retarded because I occasionally mentally think extremely slow. Uh, it's just... That's the fucking word, man. You know? Um, and talking about offending people, um, just like you were saying, uh, everybody gets so fucking easily offended nowadays, bro. And, okay, so Xbox Live, right? I play games a lot. And I had my gamer tag for 12 years, bro. And Xbox Live the other day banned it and gave me a different gamer tag because somebody found it offensive. And it was send you to hell. That was my gamer tag. Why? Like, why? I mean, why do people even care? Like, that's what I don't... It, it, you literally just don't interact with... Like, I just don't understand. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I really don't. 
uh, this shit drives me nuts, man. Uh, like, I are we even... supposed to tippy toe around everything now, or what? You know. Well, I mean, I understand why. Like, you know, you shouldn't be hateful towards other people. I can understand that, right? Mm-hmm. I shouldn't randomly walk up to you in the street and call you a fat piece of shit. That's not cool. Oh, random one. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, that kind of shit's not awesome, right? You don't do that to fucking people. There are limits to what free speech should pertain to. Mm-hmm. Same shit if you're in a fucking crowded-ass fucking music hall or something, you know, and you start yelling bomb or fire, some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not obviously fucking cool, man. But, you know, if you're at one of my shows... And I'm talking about the time that my wife got the idea to motivate my kid to bring up my, his grades by us eating Chinese food and him eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Like, <laughs> yo, if you're going to get offended by that because I call him fat, fuck you. First off, that was epic as fuck. I can't believe my wife fucking thought about that. Second off, it fucking worked. By the end of the year, he was student of the month. Like, the kid loves food. Yo, I don't give a fuck. Like, if he wants to be a chunky kid, that's that's his fucking shit. That's how he wants to live. I don't fucking care. But that's fucking funny. And if people can't laugh at that, I'm fucking sorry. Fuck you. Right. Hey, fucking dude, I mean... It is what it is. As long as you're not like, you know, like you're saying, as long as you're not spewing hate. But, I mean, how are people going to be like, oh, call CPS. He didn't let his kid eat Chinese food, you know? (laughs) I mean, you know, uh, dude, if people see me out in public, like, with my kids, I will cuss right in front of both of my children. I don't give a shit. I don't censor my speech almost like all the time there are certain situations where i will censor my speech they're pretty fucking rare man and it's only in situations where it's painfully obvious uh that you should Uh, well yeah i don't go to church so i don't have to worry about that if i am in a church i'm not offensive uh, nice. I'm not against going in them. I just don't go. To, I don't fucking. I don't have time. I might work whenever church is going on. You know what I'm saying? I'm like going to sleep and shit. So, uh, you know. But that's also why I I had an 18 year uh, career as a salesman, and I quit doing that shit because I just got sick of it, man. I got sick of not uh, having to worry about what I was saying. You know, um, I made myself uncancelable. I worked some bullshit job overnight that. They're never going to give a fuck what I say because nobody knows I work there. And uh, other than that, I'm a comedian and a podcaster. You can't cancel me as long as someone out there is willing to listen. There's 7 billion people in the world. Fuck you. I've never raped anybody. I'm not worried about shit. Right? (laughs) Everything else is an open book. I'm lucky I survived everything I've fucking been through. So You ain't hurting nobody. (laughs) Nah, nah, I got a lot of people addicted to meth a long time ago, but, uh, you know, I was addicted to it too, so fuck it. Um, <laughs> you know, you know I've, I've only tried it one time, but I didn't like it, bro. I, I thought it was coke, and I was at a party. Somebody's like, you want some? They offered me a little bump. 
That's and a fucking bro, hell of a mistake, bro. I was like, God, it fucking burns so bad. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Burnt coke never burns like that. Man, and, I've been I've been off all that shit for 18 fucking years. None of that shit's any good, man. It's all bad for you. But you know, it was fun back then. I enjoyed myself. We all had fun. Uh nobody died. Well no, I take that back. Uh, but no, wait, I take that back. <laughs> yeah, that was a totally different. That wasn't that wasn't drug related. That was just really unfortunate. So um but in general, man, like we were relatively responsible addicts, although we consumed pretty massive fucking quantities of anything. So, you know, I just man people have to forget that people have fucking lives you know uh, i heard rogan say this shit a long time ago and i've kind of like latched onto it because it stopped me from being really pissed off at a lot of people a lot uh, hmm. people are weird like i know i'm weird and if i just basically consider every single other person that i ever interact with as just weird what am I what are they gonna do that's gonna piss me off? If they do actually make me angry, then they certainly did something that probably warrants that. You know, that's probably some of the best advice I've ever heard anybody give whenever it comes to dealing with other people. Because if you think about it, that's the most accurate shit you could say. You know what I'm saying? Because I know for a hundred percent fact there are a lot of people out there who think I'm a weird motherfucker. <laughs> Dude, for and real, that's huh? cool. That's cool. I don't care. I am a weird motherfucker. I've eaten a lot of hallucinogens. So for me to think I'm normal would be fucking crazy. Um, Same here, bro. I have yeah. a, I, could, I could have a fucked up sense of humor sometimes, and I forget. So, you know, when I'm at parties around a lot of people, you know, I like to make people laugh and we'll joke. But sometimes I push it a little too far, and I notice when people are like, eh, like they want to laugh, but they're like, that's fucked up. And I'm like, all right, I'll stop right there. That's where the line is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can tell where the line is for your for your crowd. That's for sure. There have been a couple times where, like, <laughs> I'll say a joke, and it's coming out of my mouth. And as it's coming out, I'm like, oh, oh, that was bad. That was bad. I shouldn't have said that. Oh, fuck. Oh, well, too late. It's Oops. out there. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, you know, man, comedy is something that uh, you got to you got to be willing to push that line. Like, if you don't push the line, um, you know, you can still be hella popular and super famous. Um, but that has to be your thing, you know, uh, not everybody is Jim Gaffigan. Not everybody can do uh what they call um dry bar or clean comedy you know um i can't i literally can't like i've tried uh i've tried to write clean material um i can write it as clean as i want the second i get on stage it's gone <laughs> it's it's i'm gonna say something at some point in that set that's not clean and fuck up the whole shit so i i, I gave up I mean, maybe you know, one day. It's really hard being like, like having that clean sense of humor. Um, I did an episode with Don Smith uh, from the Life Radio Show. This dude's fucking hilarious. But, you know, being on the radio in FCC, 
you know, he can't say the word fuck or a lot of asshole or like a lot of words. But it's fucking hilarious. This dude's good, man. He's got a fucked up sense of humor like us, but he says it like in a way where it'll fly on the radio. Like, it's fucking talent, bro. <laughs> yeah, I, man, I love Don. He actually uh, lives about an hour away from me. We're, we're practically neighbors. Um, nice. I've, actually per- I've actually performed at his comedy club as well. That's uh, fucking so badass. I, I love Don. Uh, and when I was on his show, you know, I tried really hard to not cuss Same so, he, here, bro. so he could air it on the radio and he was like dude are you cool with me not airing this on the radio he's like i really don't want to go through and edit out all those f-bombs and i'm like yeah no it's fine man like i tried i'm sorry he's like it's cool i'm not mad he's like i just can't put it on the radio it's like all right and that's that's just something i have to accept that's you know i'm i'm it's going to be hard for me to be quote unquote radio worthy or, uh, you know, late night material, that kind of stuff. Like that's kind of a whole avenue that I'm not really going to be able to go down. Uh, but that's cool. Cause I'm, uh, you know, I've watched a lot of comics, um, and the path that they've taken, and the people I have respect for that I, you know, personally follow on a consistent basis have all basically just put everything that they do out there and let everything fall where it falls. I got a good idea. I might get hungry later, baby. Hold this hot dog for me. <laughs> See, this is why when I transport weed, I only carry one gram on me, but I carry it in a, like an 800-pound safe. We are Happy Hour News Team. Follow us. We love Florida, man. No. <laughs> if you don't, if you don't know where you're at, oh, I know where I'm at. Oh, but you just said, "Where am I?" Well, I was trying to like. Sit with myself. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. Where Fuck! There's a microphone. I think you've had too much drink, buddy. We are happy our news team. We are happy our news team. You can't be fixed. All the women in the neighborhood, they say you're damaged. What the fuck are you talking about? We are happy our news team. Follow us. Let's uh, let's get back around to to our regular regularly scheduled bullshit. <laughs> hey 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 hey! Hold on! Don't leave just yet. There's more podcasts to listen to. 
like Monster Legend Podcast, the weekly podcast about cryptids and folklore around the world with me, Tanner Davidson. Each week we'll go to a different place, talk about all the monsters, all the scary folklore, all the UFOs and aliens, conspiracy theories, all that stuff happening every Monday at 12 p.m. on every podcasting platform I could possibly think of, of submitting my podcast to. So listen and tell your friends about it. Enjoy this episode of this podcast. Thank you. Hey, so I'm sure you've noticed I've been getting a lot more celebrity guests on my show. And this is all thanks to Steve Joyner. He's a publicist. And man, this guy takes his work seriously. He does not fuck around. And this guy is keeping me busy, yo. Yeah, I'm just getting so many celebrity guests. Thank you so much, Steve Joyner. And um, if you yourself are an actor, director, producer, and you are looking for a uh, publicist, do not hesitate to contact Steve, right? He is a really cool guy. You'll love him, okay? His phone number is 816-605-4561. Or if you would like to email him, it's uh, all one word, starts with a capital S. And it's stevesjnetwork at gmail.com. So again, starts with a capital S. And then it's T-E-V-E-S-J-N-E-T-W-O-R-K at gmail.com. Tell him Screamy Chewy sent you. You will not be disappointed. And uh, yeah, so big shout out to you, Steve. Thanks again, bro. Peace. And just keep pushing. So that's what I'm doing. That's how I'm rolling. Um, I have this idea, bro, for uh, to help train us to do clean comedy. A shot caller, bro. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, it would take something like that for me to be able to. And I'm not willing to go through that shit. <laughs> Again, I'm just going to stay over in the blue room. To me, it's more fun. You're not... Man, it's a hard art being able to do because you. I've seen clean comics talk about vulgar topics in a clean way. Uh, uh, Brian Redband, I think. Yeah, no, Brian Regan. Uh, Brian Regan is a clean comic who talks about some fucked up shit. Uh, so it's possible. There's the the width and breadth of uh, people and styles is is pretty large. Um, but at the same token, uh, I was always told by older comics that you need to be yourself. Uh, and if anything, an exaggerated version of yourself. I, and so me being clean just is so out of character for me. Um, yeah, it doesn't I, feel I, right, I, does it? <laughs> yeah, I just don't think it would come across the same. I think it would come across more uh, more just too fake man and i don't want to do that you know i want yeah feels like forced huh yeah exactly and i just don't see i'm not saying i will never ever be able to tackle it hopefully i have a long life and a long career as a comedian uh but you know it is what it is (laughs) yeah man so um, so you used to sell uh, comic books right no magazines man Oh, magazines. Uh, yeah, shit like Maxim, uh, you know, Supporting News, ESPN, 
all that shit. I was uh, traveling the country, man, hustling uh, magazines for points to win a trip to Europe to go smoke dope with the Pope. Uh, nice. Yeah. It was, it was uh, it, man, it was probably one of the coolest jobs anybody could ever have. Uh, it was travel the country and fucking party in a bunch of different cities. That sounds uh, fun as fuck, yo. It was pretty fun uh, until people started ruining it because, you know, started lying about shit. I never saw the point. I thought it was cool as fuck, and I had no problems being honest about it. Like, I travel the country, sit on people's couches, get stoned all day long, and fucking try and win a trip to Europe. Like, that's that's what I did for a living for 10 years. That shit's fun. <laughs> what, why you gotta lie about that <laughs> like who gives a fuck if you're not from the high school up the street really I'm a 27 year old man kicking it on your couch drinking your liquor getting fucked up in your house and you're paying me for this shit cause you think I'm funny and that's where the comedy started for me really nice and then I fucked up and whenever I left the road I uh, decided I wanted to be a professional salesman and live a normal life and, uh, yeah, that wasn't really what I wanted and enjoyed about selling magazines. It was making people laugh. It was having fun. It wasn't even really the money. So, I mean, it took me eight years to fucking figure that out. Uh, once I figured it out, I, I've been good ever since, but man, I almost had a fucking heart attack. I was so stressed out by the end of that shit. See, that's uh, good, man. You found your calling. Some people go their whole lives and they never find that. <laughs> Well, I mean, you got to be honest with yourself. Uh, what ended up doing it for me was just realizing that I have to not give a fuck about the money. Just have to not care. And I don't, I really don't give a shit. Like, it's not that I'm not careful with my money. If anything, I'm even, uh, I, I pay more attention to what I'm doing now than I did before uh, because there's less money. <laughs> Very true. Uh, like, like, You know what I'm saying? It's. Uh, when you're in sales, all you got to do out is just you just go out the next day and work twice as hard and you can catch up if you're behind, you know, uh, when you do an hourly gig, man, that's it. That's what you got. The only way you get more money is if you get a raise or you get a different job. So that's the framework I've put myself into. And I'm like, I've got to succeed in this. Yeah. Stay focused. Yeah, man. Uh, and it's, you know, it's allowed me to be healthier, uh, spend more time with my family and not be fucking feeling like I'm going to die. So it's good. It's good. <laughs> that sounds pretty fucking stressful, bro. Bro, it, dude, look, man, sales is fun. I'm not going to pretend like it's not. And it taught me a lot of really valuable shit. A lot of really valuable shit. I learned how to operate a business. I learned a lot of different... I learned a lot of things that most people don't ever get a chance to learn about life. Uh, you know, especially, you know, that 10 years whenever I was selling magazines, that was a 100% commission job. If you don't sell anything, you don't fucking eat. You have no food because you have no wow. money. You That's know what I'm tough, saying? Bro. Yeah, bro. So, I mean, and when and you're selling a product that nobody wants and you're knocking on their door to get them to buy it at their fucking house. People hated that shit mm -hmm. uh so i mean it was it was rough sometimes um but i learned a lot like of the shit. mormons <laughs> yeah we're like the mormons but instead of wanting to save your soul i want your fucking money you know uh and that's that's even worse for most people so i learned a lot over those 18 years and i think that's helped make me the person that i am now but at the same token like that's 
I could succeed to a point and then I would get so bored with what I was doing. I would just start to fuck up. And it took me a long time to figure out that the reason yep, I was like getting seven or a little bit after. Oh, my bad, bro. No, you're cool, bro. Uh, my kids do that shit to me all the time. So, um, <laughs> it's cool. Uh, so I started to realize, you know, like I'm getting bored and I'm successful. Like I'm not failing at what I'm doing, but I don't enjoy it. Like why? And it took me two years to fucking hammer it out and figure it out. Like, um, and then right, you know, I figured it out, put the pieces in motion. Uh, and then what was it? Uh, see that would happen at the end of May in 2019. Um, by, the end of that summer i was fucking done with sales um over it uh. <laughs> just fucking done man and by the end of the by the end of 2019 i was com i had completely sold myself on making the switch figured it well i'll just whatever happens happens started getting on stage fucking working shit out you know <laughs> fucking doing the thing and then wham covid i was like fuck so uh <laughs> You know, so yeah. When you read, uh, when you write your material, does it just come to you, or do you have to sit there and like have some peace of mind, or is a ritual certain ritual you do? I mean, it just depends, man. Like, I'll be uh, at work and I'll think of something, so I'll set up like a bit or a story from my life or something like that, um, and I set a reminder, you know, uh, on my watch to whenever i get home remind me to write that bit down like uh it just happens all the time man i've always got two notebooks with me just in case um you never know man you never know and i've had a crazy fucking life so most of my material honestly it's about me or the things that i see or should i've experienced um because then you know it, it, that kind of stuff uh shows people who i am and it helps them understand why i talk about the topics that i do i mean right now i'm starting out my sets with fucking skin cancer jokes so you know <laughs> it's it's a little hard for people to take sometimes um i think last night i man i did two sets last night one on zoom which that shit saved me from going insane whenever we were locked down for two months thank god for zoom comedy uh, even though I don't really do it anymore. It was an accident. I think I started that set off with an albino pedophile joke. Um, <laughs> nice. I don't remember, though. I was, uh, yeah, pretty pretty fake. And wasn't even planning on doing a set. I just was, like, trying to watch. <laughs> I was smoking a bowl before I went to bed. It's like, fucking 1230 at night. And then they're like, uh, up next is Mac Wynn. I'm like, what the fuck? All right. Well, fuck it. How much? Six minutes? Okay. So, you know, I mean... Just put the ball down. All right, let's go. <laughs> yeah, you know, fuck it. Uh, that's, but that's... Man, that's fun. Uh, comedy has become a really interesting thing. These Zoom shows are fucking weird as fuck. But there's some people who are doing some really awesome Zoom shows uh, that are actually pretty fun to do. That's crazy. So is that for, like, a website? They, they have, like, a comedy hour on Zoom or something? Yeah, man, there's so many fucking shows where people broadcast. Um, 
you know, in 2030, there's a girl, uh, I think it's rampantly.com or something like rampantly.la, something along those lines. I mean, this girl, uh, Jolie RX is the name she goes by, has built a fucking banging online show. It's probably one of the best online shows that there are. It's the only one that I'm really consistently willing to do. There's another one called uh, Hypothetical Comedy that I like a lot. Those uh, Sam and Athena are pretty cool. Uh, they're married couple out in Cali. Nice. On show. Um, but like Jolie shows, dude, they'll go like three, four fucking hours long. Oh, uh, fuck yeah, dude. It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? 60, 70 comics. Uh, she organized like a 24-hour online comedy stream uh, one day. That's that badass. crazy as fuck. Um, so, I mean, even though it's like comedy light, especially for somebody like me who needs uh, crowd interaction in order for my comedy to really work, um, there's plenty of people who are doing super good job making the shit funny for people who can't get out of their fucking house. Cause there are a lot of people who still can't get the fuck out of their house, uh, which is mm. crazy, you know, and depression's going up and yeah, man, it's fucking, people are losing their fucking minds because their whole lives have been ripped apart and it wasn't anything they fucking did. It's crazy. We're so fucking nuts, man. Hopefully they're checking out your standup comedy and our podcast. Hopefully it stops them from pulling that trigger or some shit. <laughs> Something, man. Fuck, you know? I mean, if people are... If this is not the time to kill yourself. There's a bunch of other shit trying to kill you. Let's just try and make it through this shit and enjoy some life a little bit. I mean, you know, as much as I didn't like the fucking quarantine and as drunk as I got, uh, it was still fucking relaxing and good. And I think I needed it probably. Um, Same here, bro. You know, I think I hate to say this, but I think <laughs> Rona's like the best thing to ever happen to my podcast because <laughs> I, I got so much more time to create more content to edit. You know, it's like that's why I've been pumping out like two, three episodes a week. You know, also take thanks to Steve Joyner hooking it up with guests and stuff. And you know, he hooked us up. You know, awesome and. But yeah, dude, I have a lot more fucking time because before, you know, on the I work all week and on the weekends I'll go out party or whatever the fuck or play video games. But now I'll fucking just stay home and edit or you know record and just do shit, you know. I mean, it gave anybody creative an opportunity to get a jump on whatever it is that they want to do. Uh, I've got so many projects in the works right now, man, because of the quarantine and just me sitting around trying to figure out what the fuck to do. I I can barely keep it fucking straight. My wife's angry at me half the time because she doesn't know what the fuck I'm doing. Uh, and that sounds like a typical wife. She <laughs> can't make any sense of my calendar. And I, I, I understand. I sympathize. I just can't stop myself. Like once I get going, I can't stop. I just can't. And I don't, uh, it's gotten to the point where, uh, it sounds like, like you, like it's turned into a machine that is running itself at this point. And I'm fine with that. Uh, mm -hmm. it's just weird. Like it's weird. Yeah. Like you were saying how you were catching up on your videos, dude, like, uh, my audio, uh, for my podcast episodes, I'm, I'm at episode 80 published already. Um, but on my YouTube, I'm barely at episode 69, 
So I got 11 fucking videos to edit and upload, you know, and I just keep getting more and more behind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel you, man. Um, I got four more to put together. And I mean, our video is like a raw, uncut portion of the interview. There's no ads. There's no nothing. It's so it makes it a little bit easier for me. Uh, the audio's the more produced of the two. Fuck, I, I throw that shit together in like five minutes. So um, nice. Yeah. Fucking smoke a bowl, start editing, <laughs> and just be done and be done. And it's fucking man. I'll tell you what, dude. Even if my show uh, never gets listened to by anybody ever again, just me hanging out with people and talking to people feels good. Uh, it does. It's fun, like man. Therapy. Yeah, because you never know what the fuck you're going to talk about. This one poor comedian and I, her episodes are coming out this week. I think uh, it was right in the middle of some pedophile shit that got broken in the news, and I was fucking <laughs> pissed. And, like, I just couldn't stop myself from ranting about this shit. And she was down for ranting about it, too. So, like, it kind of worked out. And finally, she was like, yeah, I think, I think you need to smoke a bowl or something. And I was like, maybe. So I did. And I was like, all right, yeah, I feel better. Thanks. <laughs> you, you ever seen that movie, uh, The Big Lebowski? Yeah, bro. Dude, I am. I love that you brought this up. This makes okay. me like you so much more. <laughs> I'm actually a dudist priest. So, yeah, I get the, the the dude abides. I try and abide. That's where the weird thing really hit home with me with Joe Rogan. I was like, wow, that makes so much sense. So there's, just, a, there's a meme that has, uh, you know, a screenshot of, you know, the big Lebowski. And it's when uh, I forgot his name, but it's John Goodman, the, the character. And, yeah. well, you know, when he's like over the line and he starts freaking out. It's so it's, about the meme where he's like fucking cocking the gun. Yes. But yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so, love that shit. Market a fucking zebra. Yeah. You went over the fucking line. And so oh. the, it says, uh, you know, like somebody says, please don't talk about politics in front of my friends. And then it shows me and it says, they're all fucking pedophiles. And it shows a picture of John Goodman like that. <laughs> and I'm like, that's me. <laughs> uh, fucking man. Oh, that movie was so good. So fucking good. It was, man. That's a classic and a half. <sighs> Such a fucking man. When Donnie See? starts having a heart attack, remember? Yeah. Like, I, I always pictured him saying, shut the fuck up. Like, and he's all dying. <laughs> Why well, is uh, that fucking I am the walrus? Like, that's one of my favorite fucking lines to quote from that movie. I say that shit all the fucking time. All the fucking time. Just to see if the people around me even know what the fuck is going on in the world. You know what I mean? Nice. You can always tell, like, the crowd that you're in and you're hanging out with. If you just throw out the I am the walrus, just straight-faced, no all smile, random. no all random, anybody who's like, shut the fuck up, Donnie, they're good people. <laughs> and if they don't, they're uneducated. And that's sad. And they need to sit down and watch that movie because it's, fucking F the coen brothers are so awesome mm -hmm. and 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 dude that movie had so many people who really should not have been in that movie like yeah. sam elliott what like the narrator for that movie is fucking sam El that dude is like super hardcore western rooting to them fucking i'll shoot you in the face cowboy shit and 
<laughs> he's that he's that salsa guy, right? Doesn't he do Nary like pay salsa or something? Uh, well, yeah, he did some pay salsa movies. I mean, like one of his biggest movies was the Alamo, uh, oh. where he played Sam Houston. Uh, you know, like I, that's literally one of the most famous movies he's ever made. Um, he's got he an in, epic and he was in a lot of movies like that, like Lonesome Doves, shit like that. Like he's a hardcore Western dude. And then uh, Mod's character, she is definitely not. Uh, what the fuck was her name? She's much more of a dramatic actor. So her being in that movie was weird, you know? Um, yeah. That shows their, their talent. You know what I mean? Act, actors that are like out of their element a little bit, you know, that, that just shows talent. That they well, I mean, like that, that whole fucking movie was just a bunch of people who were out of their element, you know? Mm-hmm. Um What's his face's character? Uh, the dude who ended up dying. Philip Seymour Hoffman. His fucking character was so, Rand. I love Rand. He's so... <laughs> yes, Mr. Lebowski. Uh, uh, yeah, we need the rug back. Yeah, it's not going to happen, man. Like, <laughs> Pete on the rug, man. You don't understand. You know? Just fuck. I love that movie so much. It's, it's so quotable, you know? It, it, yeah, it's amazing. It's epic. It uh, is epic. You think there'll ever be a sequel or a reboot? Uh-uh. They better not touch it, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I mean, there's been talk about a sequel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Coen brothers have somewhat referenced, like, carried over some portions of The Big Lebowski to other movies. Oh, but, really? Um, yeah. There's, all, the Coen brothers, all the Coen brothers movies are tied in with each other. There's at least one scene in every movie that ties in to another movie. Uh, like the Quentin Tarantino movies, they're all in the same mm-hmm. universe and they tie in. Yeah, the- yeah, exactly. It's the same shit. Like, I think Jackie Treehorn is in another one of their movies. Um, uh, somebody mentions the dude in another one of their movies. Um, nice. So it's like, all of their movies are tied together. That's so they'll never do another one because it was meant to be a part of the overall series. I and they've see. said that they would never do another one. Um, and you know, the Coen brothers are not going to let somebody else come in and fucking redo that movie. Cause they'll mm. fuck it up. All big time, man. It's, it's like, good how it is. Don't touch it. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like, there's another movie that came out right about the same time that got dwarfed by the big That was a really good fucking movie called clay pigeons. Uh, it had Vince Vaughn in it. That movie really? Vince Vaughn, Janine Garofalo. Like there were a bunch of really funny fucking people in that movie. And it's hilarious. It's fucked up. I like it already. It's one of those movies that like, you wouldn't even be able to make that movie today. It's fucking good. Don't ever and- remake that one. That's for fucking sure. It's Cancel like, uh, uh, eat it up. Oh, dude, it was so raw. God, the, you should watch it, man. Clay Pigeons is a fucking super, super fun Clay movie. Pigeons, all right. It was good. <laughs> it was good. Well, man, um, where can people find your show, man? <laughs> Shit. Uh, well, hold on. Woo, that coffee went down the wrong hole. <laughs> uh, so the easiest place 
to get connected to all all the shit with albino rhino comedy uh is our website www.albinorhino.me um go figure i got lucky as hell getting that domain name um i can't believe it's not taken but that's cool <laughs> i'm i'm happy uh and that's got links to the youtube uh which contains any set i managed to remember to record uh because i do forget a lot um all the videos that we've been able to release so far uh we just put up another one from a comedian elizabeth lopez today um and i actually just put up a video from a set i did back in july uh today as well um nice so it has your stand-up and your podcast yeah man it's worth i'm just putting it all out there you know hell um, yeah that's the I'm way to not, do it i'm not asking you know the audio version is you know through anchor it's on apple all that shit uh overcast breaker i think we're on seven different different platforms so i mean you can find the audio version um pretty anywhere. much all major all major platforms yeah man you know all the all the good ones that matter uh um and you know the the audio version has ads uh so i appreciate when people listen to that because it um you know it helps I like, to, I like to eat uh eating is <laughs> right? that's important so, yeah yeah uh my kids like to eat too so uh you know we, we thought about doing a patreon um eh, why right now there's no fucking point it's just a waste of time it was just too much to try and do so we didn't it's just sitting there so uh fuck it you know if people want to donate money through anchor you can we we do all appreciate any listener support other than that just fucking enjoy it man go to you know albinorhino.me like i said the podcast is uh linked through there the youtube channel is linked through there the facebook page is linked through there we have a facebook group uh where it is uh, a secret so you can really say or do whatever the fuck you want um nice um you either have to well it's not secret it's not public i don't remember it's, oh, it's a closed group yeah that way people can find it but you know somebody actually has to admit them into the group because uh you know that way the shit you post don't go public and well that way if somebody family. posts a fucking hitler meme that's hilarious or something you know mm -hmm. uh that's no they won't get in trouble for it unless facebook automatically finds it and then you know you're fucked anyway but uh you oh. know I've been a couple of those groups and, uh, you know, they're closed groups as somebody put, Hey, post your most fucked up meme. I did boom instantly three day ban. Yeah, dude. I don't ever fall for that trick. That's bullshit. That's, that's some oh motherfuckers trying to snitch on a bunch of people. Fuck mm -hmm. that. I've got some real fucked up memes. Uh, my, I have two memes that are my all time favorite that I've had for a long time. And, uh, one i never ever use i just look at it and giggle it's because uh, <laughs> it's fun man it's so bad it's uh, a picture of some jews in a concentration camp and the whole thing is tinted orange <laughs> and it says orange jews 100 percent concentrated underneath oh my god <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking horrible so fucking a, horrible it is so fucking funny Oh my god! I didn't make it. I just saw it and saved it on my phone, and then just I was just randomly be scrolling through all my liked stuff, and I just see it, and just like, oh, I laugh so hard I get lightheaded whenever I think about that shit. 
Uh, and then the other one that I do share and use quite frequently that I also did not make, uh, but greatly appreciate was a picture of Christopher Reeve in his wheelchair. And it says Christopher Reeves will not stand for this. <laughs> oh, <sighs> man. And it's funny. Good stuff. It's a good so, one. We might have to share some memes. I got some pretty fucked up ones, too. Yeah, I won't report you to Facebook, man. So, um, but yeah, thanks it. for having me on the show, brother. You know, hey, I mean, um, thanks can't for wait to on. have you online. Yeah, no problem. Uh, it's fun hanging out with other people, doing their thing, you know? So, fuck yeah, man. I, I love hearing people's stories and just even just bullshitting, just, you know, whatever comes up, you know, I love it, man. And uh, you're a funny dude. And thanks for coming on, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. No problem. Hope, everyone, uh, everybody oh. enjoys the rest of their day. You know? And uh, so it's the albino rhino.me, right? That's it. Awesome. So everybody check it out. Don't forget to subscribe, share, uh, support on Anchor. You know, I mean, he loves Chinese food. I love Chinese food. Everybody loves Chinese food. So, and... um. Any 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 advice for anybody trying to be a comic or you know standard comic or anything? Uh, well, the first bit of advice is the same thing any comic ever says: you just gotta fucking do it. Uh, the second bit of advice that I give people, uh, and it's the same something I learned whenever I was in sales: uh, confidence is hard to 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 build up. Um, and most people in general are uh, not good at putting themselves in front of other people in a vulnerable situation. So if you really want to be a comic um, or something that involves public speaking, what you do is, is uh, let's say you want to be a comedian. Uh, you go to an open mic, and the very first time that you ever get on stage – you tell the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you, you've ever done. You don't try and get anybody to laugh. You just say some fucked up shit. Uh, nice. And that way, no matter what happens from that day on, you've already called yourself out on some fucked up shit and not cared if people laughed. So it, it mentally tricks you into getting a good place to start from. Because now you can't, you just fucked up as bad as you could possibly ever fuck up. You just intentionally bombed. That is the best thing that you could really do for yourself. My first story was about after I got out of rehab, I, uh, whenever I was a uh, younger individual and no rehab didn't fucking work. It worked for a couple of months, uh, but I'm fucking crazy. So it didn't work. Uh, I met a girl when I was in rehab. We ended up living together for a little bit. Somehow, I managed uh, to end up at a gothic industrial nightclub uh, all the time with her, sober still at the moment, um, and ended up in a BDSM show on Friday and Saturday nights. So, like, <laughs> I was dead sober and cool with getting, like, whipped and shit in front of people. Like I said, I'm fucking crazy. Well, like... <laughs> One night, this dude had bought this fucking, he had made, he didn't buy it. I guess he bought the wood, but he made this like huge 14 inch long oak paddle. Like he was all super proud of it and shit. And uh, he was like, who wants to let me use it on him first? And I was like, good luck. 
And so I got chained to the wall and he broke that bitch first swing on my ass. Like he cried. I was laughing, which was probably in retrospect, a really bad idea because I was chained to a fucking wall and he was not happy with what had just happened. Uh, but you know, whatever. Uh, it didn't end badly. And, uh, that was the story I told fucking 30 people who I had never met before in my life. Good and they times. were all looking at me like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And, uh, you know, now I make them laugh. And, and that happened sober. That's fucking crazy, bro. <laughs> dead sober. I'm a crazy son of a bitch, even when I'm fucking sober. So like, that's why I've been able, I think I've been able to stay sober for so long. I mean, I still smoke cannabis, obviously. I'm still drink. Uh, and I'm not against hallucinogens, but everything else, I don't want to fucking touch it because mm -hmm. I'm already whacked out of my gourd enough. I don't need help. And I look back at like some of the shit that I did. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> so here I am. Life is good. Awesome, man. Well, that's great advice. Um, so, and thank you very much for being on the show, man. No problem, bro. And uh, so, yeah, looking forward to being on yours, man. Yep, I'm looking forward to it, man. Awesome, bro. Well, you have a good one, man. You too. See ya. Peace. everyone thanks for tuning in and if you'd like to support this podcast you can find me at anchor.fm slash screaming chewy gmail.com there'll be three options for a monthly subscription first one i believe starts at a dollar a month yo yeah dollar a month yeah and if you don't want to that's cool you can follow me on facebook and youtube screaming chewy show for some memes some more videos for episodes and behind the scenes kind of deal, right? You can follow me on Twitter, uh, Screaming Chewy. Yeah, not Screaming Chewy, so I should probably change it. But it's just Screaming Chewy. And uh, thanks for listening. Peace.